0: Church, it's so good to be here with you guys this morning. Uh, we had an incredible first service, and I'm excited for second service as well. Who's awake this morning? Hi. <laughs> um, I, I'm so excited to be here and happy to be able to preach this morning. It's I've been going here for about six and a half years now, and uh, I've been involved in the youth program, involved in the worship team program, um, and several different aspects of the church. But this is the first time that I've actually been invited to be up here, and it's such a privilege and such a blessing to be up here. Um, I love you guys, Greg and Alan and everyone who's involved with the church, and you guys have been such a great support helping me to become the person that I am today, so I want to thank you guys for that. Um, For me getting started today, I want you guys to know I like to preach and have a very interactive group, so if I say something and you like it, feel free to say amen, feel free to clap, feel free to do whatever you want to do, feel free to jump up and scream if you want. So on three, let's practice say amen, okay, ready? So ready, one, two, three, Amen. amen. I like you guys, you guys are so cool. So, getting started with this video, I, uh, I came and I preached the same message Wednesday here at church for the youth group because I love getting to hang out with the youth, and they're not all able to be here on Sunday, so I wanted them to have a chance to hear it as well. And um, I went to this glorious place to get some dinner. It's called Panda Express, right? <laughs> and if you know Panda Express, you know that it is ordained by God <laughs> because they give you little fortune cookies. And, and these little fortune cookies are words of encouragement and hope. And so I went through and, yes, I got a fortune cookie. I got one one time and it was blank and I was afraid I was going to die or something, but I didn't. <laughs> so we're good. This one's not blank, by the way. Um, and this fortune cookie that I got really made me think of this video because it really got me thinking about things that happen in our life and uh, struggles that we're going through. So I wanted to show this video because, you know, oftentimes we're told that we're, we're not enough, that all that we have to give is not enough for people in life, and that we always have to gain more, and we always have to add more to make people happy. And I love this, and I think it's really such an encouragement. This fortune cookie says, your best is enough. What you have to offer to the world is enough. So I wanted to start off with that, and I want that to be an encouragement to you, kind of a pre-service encouragement for you to know that even Panda Express says, your best is enough, and be encouraged. (laughs) So, getting started, I uh, I want to throw a picture up on the screen. My mommy and daddy, I love you guys. They're here today. Just give me a hand, real fast. They raised me. I love them so much. They're awesome. So, starting from the left for you guys, that's my brother. His name is Logan. He just recently left Spartan College in Oklahoma and is now living in North Dakota, right? Yeah, North Dakota, where <laughs> where he is building. Uh, little computers to put inside of jet engine airplanes. So he is doing pretty good in life and pretty successful. Um, then he got my dad who works with Pilgrim and they install garage doors together. It's a pretty good job. So if you need work on your garage door, let them know, they hit you up. Then my mother works for Coodle Homes. I like my mother, she gets a lot of stuff done. I credit her to a lot of my boldness sometimes and, and my courageousness because uh, she, anytime I'd be like, I'm worried about something, she'd be like, get over it, you'll be fine. So good job to you for doing that. <laughs> So I love you guys so much. Thank you for being here. Uh, I appreciate you guys being part of my life, even though you have to be. <laughs> so moving on, as we get started, I'm very illustrative. I like to show videos to help preaching the message, to get it across, because you know, I feel like videos really give you an example of what's happening and helps you. So I actually want to show you guys this another quick video real fast, so go ahead and play that. It's just there's all this pressure, you know? And sometimes it feels like it's right up on me And I'm not sleeping very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them. Yeah, I, that sounds... really hard. It is. Thank you. Ow! Oh, come on! <gasps> if you would just- Don't! Try to see things my way. Do I have to keep on talking till I can go? I love this illustration because it's so funny. You know what? If you noticed, the woman still won the argument. So (laughs) I'm young and I still know that women always win. Don't ever say they're wrong. It's not good. It's not good. (laughs) But, you know, the one thing that I love about this video and that it really points out is is it's a very funny video, but then you look at it and you really look at what's happening. You notice that there's this woman. She, She literally has a nail in her head. Yet she looks at this person who is her husband and complains about everything that he is doing wrong, everything that's wrong in his life and, and everything that's, that's not good about him. But she hasn't taken the time to acknowledge the own nail in her head. And, you know, I think us as people, in, including myself, so I always preach the message, I always preach it to myself as well. So I never feel like I'm condemning you. I'm talking to all of us together as a people. Um, sometimes as people, we get in this mode to where we feel like, that we're sinless and that we're better than people and, and that, we have, that we can just tell them everything that's wrong with them, but we don't acknowledge what we're going through, what we've done in our lives. So as humans, we have a tendency to judge others and not look at what's going on in our own lives. And we tend to act sinless, as I just said. Um, and now I want to share this story about you with you from John 8, 1 through 11 here in the Bible. And you can look up at the Sky Bowl. It's the Sky Bible. I call it the Sky Bowl, so I like it. <laughs> Now you see, what they were trying to do is they were trying to trap Jesus. And they wanted him to say something that they could use against him. But what Jesus did is he stooped down, he knelt down into the dust, and he wrote with his finger. Uh, we don't know what he wrote, but he, he wrote with his finger. And they kept demanding an answer. So he stood up again, and he said, All right, but let the one who, was, who has never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. Then the accusers heard this. They slipped away, one by one, beginning with the oldest, until Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't any of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And then Jesus said, neither do I. Go and sin no more. And you know, this is so amazing, because you have men here who are gathered all around this woman, holding rocks ready to stone her for the things that she has done in life for the mistakes that she has made and yet all of these men have sin in their life but they're so busy acknowledging what she has done putting all the hate on her they haven't acknowledged what they have done in their lives and you know that happens to us oftentimes in every situation that we're in whenever we're stuck in a situation and people are looking at us like what you did was wrong what you are in your life is wrong But they don't take the time to acknowledge the sin that they have in their life and what's going on in their life. But you see, what Jesus Christ does is he comes into our lives like he did with this woman. And he says, no. Do you want me in your life? Do you accept me in your life? Do you see who I am? And she then acknowledged him. And he says, well, then your sins are forgiven. And then you have no accusers with God. So these men that are sitting here who are ready to stone her... And they're asking Jesus, well, what do you say? And he says, let the one with no sin stone her. And you can't do that as a human because as humans, we sin. It's inevitable. It's part of nature. It's who we naturally are. And so what happens is once Jesus says this, all the men who are there, who are ready to stone her, realize, I can't stone her. I'm filled with sin in my life. I need to acknowledge what's in my life. And so the question is, is who is this woman? This woman is, is you, and she's me. She's all of us. We've all been caught in sin at some point in our life. And James says that if you break one commandment, you've then broken them all. And you see, what we have to do in life is we must continue to live our lives, and we must continue to ask God to forgive our sins. And we have to learn from what has happened, and we have to use it to help others who are stuck in life. Because, you know, we all go through situations whether it be told that we're nothing or, or going through some, some kind of life situation where we lose someone in our life or a divorce, something that's happened in our lives that physically and mentally affects us, and we give it to God. And, you know, sometimes we're afraid to share that. So we go, this is where I messed up. I don't want to share with the world what happened. But if you hear one thing today, hear this. Your mess is someone else's message in life. What you have gone through in life, the pain that you have struggled through, the things that you have gone through in life, is someone else's message of encouragement, hope, love, and faith. It is how you lead. It is how you lead people to God, is by giving them those messages. Because as Christians, we go through life. Some people think that, oh, well, being a Christian is is amazing. It's like butterflies and flowers and everything's just pretty. It's not. If you're a Christian you know this. Yeah. It's tough. You go through a hard time. Life is tough, but you know what? You go through it because you know who you are, and God has given you a purpose to fulfill. Yeah. You know, things that I go through in life, they're not easy. Being in the aspect and the spot that, I, that I'm in in life are not easy. Going back to sixth grade, starting a club to share who Christ is, is not easy. Uh, and speaking of that, I do want to acknowledge that there is one person here today who was a very big influence for me, and he's my age, and he was part of my grade at the time, and he and I want to thank him, not say his name or anything out loud, because I don't want to embarrass him or anything, but he was, he was a very good friend of mine in middle school, and he was actually one of the co-founders with me to help start that club, and so thank you so much for being the inspiration that you were to me, because you stood by me, and you helped me in that time of need. I was able to share the gospel and share who God was, was and you weren't influenced in my life and you changed my life and you are one of the reasons why I'm here today so thank you for that Uh and so moving on the mistakes that you've made in your life is like I was saying they are someone else's message that you can use for hope for love and for joy and so now moving back as humans we have this habit to where we constantly want to put people down and, and tell them that they're nothing. But, you know, the problem is with that is we don't always necessarily realize that because we go through our lives and we say certain things and we just, we just blow it off. We let it go right past us. Yeah. And you know what? It may feel like someone, someone may receive that word that's been said if you say, well, you know what? Maybe you're not so good at piano. And you just say it thinking, oh, it's okay. They will not worry about it. It, it, attack, it hurts their hearts because they're like, well, what do I do to fix this? What and, and so we go through lives And we think that we're not doing any damage, but what I want you guys to know today is words are such a powerful thing. Um, The saying, sticks and stones might break my bones, but words will mentally scar me for the rest of my life, yeah. (laughs) That's the actual saying, but don't worry about that. (laughs) Oh, I love that, that was on the spot right there. (laughs) But you know, (laughs) likewise, we have had things done to us that cause us to carry shame carry regrets, carry hatred in our hearts. So this wheelbarrow right here, it's a lovely, nice wheelbarrow, and it's gonna represent us as humans. And the goal for us is to go along, be empty, be nice, enjoy life, and be happy. But what tends to happen is life tends to step in, and people come around and they tell us that we're never gonna to amount to anything in our life, that we're never going to be able to do anything. There's the first rock. You know, it weighs on us a little bit, but we're fine. We just keep going in life. Because you know what? We're fine. We can handle a few things and we're good. But then all your friends, they're like, you're not worthy of our friendship. You're not worthy of us to talk to you. You add on more. You know, you go through situations in life when you get caught up in the wrong stuff, whether it be being involved in drugs, being involved in the wrong activities, you know, that's adding more. And then including the extra sin that you have, that adds on more. And you know, then it gets to a certain point in your life when you're trying to walk and you're carrying it, you know, it's just so heavy that you can't even push yourself any more. And it's so, like, you, you can't even move. But you know what, there's good news what I want to tell you is there's a savior that came down to the world for you and me, and he came to take our sins, and he came to save us, and he came to set us free from fear, shame, doubt, and regret. And his name is Jesus Christ. He came into this world, and he died on a cross for you and for me to take our sins. And in his presence, we don't need to worry. We don't need to to have shame. We don't need to have regret. Because what Jesus does... As he takes this sin, and he gets rid of it. He takes this hatred. He gets rid of it. He takes everything in our lives that is not good and that is not for him, and he gets rid of it. Amen. He makes us whole, he makes us clean, and he makes us to where? We can then move, and we're free. We're not in bondage. We don't have shame. We don't have shackles on us. We're free to move and free to live our lives. And that's because we give it all to God. And so now we are free to walk with nothing weighing us down. You know, I think this is so amazing because um, this this is like what happened to the girl in the video who was going to get stolen. I actually want to show you that video right now. So go ahead and play that video. Lord commands us to stone such a woman. What do you say? I'll give my stone to the first man who tells me that he has never sinned. I will give my stone to the first man who can tell me that they have never sinned. That line, it, it's just so amazing because you really have to dive into it and really have to think. Who am I? Am I sinless? Where am I in life? What have I done? And you know, it's just so amazing. It's, it's so impactful of what Jesus can do he comes into our lives, and how he can change us. But you know, what happens is is like this woman who was going to get stoned, who Jesus was like, no, you have no accusers here. You are free to go. You are free to be who you are, and I will send you out. She is then a new Christian. She is then free and able to go out and share the gospel. And so now what she does is she goes out, and she shares the love of Jesus Christ. She shares who he is and, you know, it's the same thing that we do today once we've accepted God into our lives and once we have God. Now as Christians, we must go out and we must build someone up rather than tear them down as a Christian. You know, I've had people tell me for years that I was, that I was different and that I would make a huge impact in this world. And I was uplifted and I was encouraged almost every day of my life by someone from some aspect of life, whether it be at home, at school, at church, at work. In some aspects, someone someone has always told me, Chris, one day you're going to do great things, and God is going to lead, and he's going to guide you into doing them. Now, imagine if it would have been the complete opposite. Imagine if every day someone would have told me that I was worthless, that I I was nothing, and that I never amount to anything. What do you think that does to a person? It beats them down, and it makes them feel as though they are nothing. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're doing this. Words can really define someone's future. Hear that again. What you say can define someone's future, especially as a parent. I know I'm not a parent, but I have some. And especially as a parent, what you tell your children will define your future. If you tell them you mess up all the time, you need to figure out what you're doing in life, they're going to keep messing up. They're not going to fix it. But if you say, you are doing the best that you can. And though you fall, but you can still stand up and you can try again and you can continue to do better, I guarantee you they will be more successful than you ever thought they could have been. And it's because you encouraged them, you loved them, and you gave them hope through everything that they were doing, whether they were succeeding or whether they were failing. You gave them love and you gave them encouragement. Now, I'm not saying put your child or anyone else that you know on a pedestal and tell them they're perfect in every way. That's not a good idea. Don't do that. But show them love Show them kindness. Show them respect. Show them that, and I guarantee you, they'll do more things than you ever could have imagined. Now, as Christians, we must remember that we are called to love those who don't know Jesus Christ. Because if you've read the Bible and you've seen stuff, Jesus surrounded himself with people who were full of sin, who were liars, people who gambled, people who who hated, people who murdered. Jesus did this because if Jesus just hung around people who, who loved him and didn't want to ever do anything wrong man we would have no clue who he is because all of us are sinners all of us have done something wrong in life including myself but he was able to do this because he knew who he was and he knew who he stood for Jesus Christ knew that he was sent to this earth to impact it and to share the love of God and you know what but I want to share this with you guys today I feel like some of us if not all of us don't necessarily know what we're standing for in life sometimes I feel like we're just walking through and we don't actually know and I want to tell you this if we don't stand for something then we'll fall for anything in life if you don't stand for something then you'll fall for anything in life and that's why I say you need to stand for Christ you need to stand for love and you need to stand for courage because in Christ you can stand strong and you can stand firm in his love. He was, not, he was not influenced by them. He influenced lives. He influenced people to follow him, to love him, to share encouragement. So I want to encourage you guys. We're called to be like Christ. We're called to go out. We're called to share the gospel. So go out and be like Christ and encourage, influence people. Don't let them influence you. Share with them who God is and what he can do in their lives, guys. I think that's just so amazing. He forever changed their lives. Now, as Christians, we have to make sure that we stand strong in who we are. We need to make sure that we are fine to go out and do this. And the way that we do this is we surround ourselves with a group of strong Christians who are in our lives who can not only pray for us, but encourage us and send us out to be world shakers and world changers. And I'm not talking to people that are just in your age group. Man, if I was talking about people who are in my age group, I would be in trouble. But I've got a few good people in my life. Um, But surround yourself with people who have this wisdom, who have this knowledge, who are able to encourage you and send you out. Now, once you become a saved Christian, you must remember to always stay humble and to never act as if you are better than someone else. Because you know what happens in life most of the times is, so we're here. And we go, God, I need a savior. I need you to come into my life and make me new, bold, and fresh again. And God comes into our lives and he does that. And we're just called to follow him. But what happens sometimes we go, okay, Jesus loves me now. I'm a Christian. I'm good. All my sins are forgiven. I want to make sure I don't mess up again. So I'm not going to associate with people who sin. Guys, that's not what we're called to do as Christians. We are called to get into the gutters, to get down there and to love people who don't know who Jesus Christ is. We're not meant to stand here and go, well, this is Jesus. You can learn about him, but the people who sin are down there. No. What we do is we get on their level or we get underneath them and we push them up because what Jesus said is he came to the earth and he said I'm not I'm the foundation I am a solid rock build your church here and what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to act like Jesus Christ and go and we have to be a solid foundation for others to stand up on if you want to bring anyone to Christ thank you if you want to bring anyone to Christ number one you need to show and you need to share love compassion with them and who Jesus is but you also have to build them up and you have to raise them up and you have to push with them. Yeah. A good leader does not and sometimes I got to make sure I do this too. A good leader does not tell people always what to do and just stands here and watches. A good leader walks with someone and shows them how to do it. He works along with the crew and he leads them. What happens in the army Or what happens whenever you go into battle, you're supposed to follow a leader. And what the leader should do is the leader should go, charge. We go this way, and he leads the army. Someone who sits back and goes, okay, guys, you go out, you do this, I'll be here waiting. That is not a good way to be a leader. So as a Christian, if you want to lead people to Christ, you have to walk with them to Christ. You can't give them direction and go, okay, Jesus is over there. Go accept him. I'll be here waiting. You have to walk with them and show them. Who Christ is and show them his love and his mercy now I want to read a scripture to you it's from Luke 18 9 through 14 Got the sky then Jesus told the story to some who had great confidence in their own righteousness and scorned to everyone else two men went to the temple to pray one was a Pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector The Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not like other people, cheaters, sinners, adulterers. I'm certainly not like that tax collector. I fast twice a week, and I give you a tenth of my income. But the tax collector stood in the distance and dared not even lift his eyes to heaven as he prayed. Instead, he beat his own chest in sorrow, saying, Oh God, be merciful to me, for I am a sinner. I tell you, this sinner, not the Pharisee, returned home justified before God. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You see, as we go through life, we're not supposed to stand here and be like, okay, God, this is me. I give you all that I have. I am perfect in every way, so you will bless me. You're not going to get blessed that way. That is not a good idea. But the man who's over here, who was a sinner, who was going, Oh God, I have sinned. I ask you to come into my life and to take this sin from me. Make me new. Make me whole again in your name. The person who is the sinner, the person who is the thief, the person who is is the person who has cheated people out of life, he's the one who is going to be blessed. He's the one who is going to be forgiven because in his heart, He knew who Jesus Christ was, and he knew what he could do for him. And the man over here who thought that he was perfect in every way because he had a relationship with Jesus Christ, that he didn't need to take time to share who God is with other people, he will not be blessed because he is not doing as he is called as a Christian. And so I want to encourage us as we go out, guys, whether you think you're perfect or not, you need to get down on this level with them. You need to be with them. You need to share the gospel to the point where they can understand you, where they can understand it and they can receive it. I've got this video I wanna to show to you guys, another video. take it. take it away. They're all Jews. How can they live with themselves? Our own people working for Rome. These people make me sick. Collaborators, let's move on. they stinking vermin. You should keep your distance from them. two men went to the temple to pray one a pharisee and the other one a tax collector the pharisee prayed god i thank you that i'm not like other men thieves, adulterers, or this tax collector, but the tax collector didn't even look up to heaven. He said, God mercy on me I'm a sinner God bless the tax collector not the Pharisee anyone who praises himself for be humbled and anyone who humbles himself Will be praised, Matthew. Come. Mm-hmm. he even calls the sinners to follow him. One has to wonder of the sins committed by his other followers. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, where you've been in life. Jesus wants a part of your life, and he wants you to have a relationship with him. So I don't know where all of you are at in life. I don't know what all you've done. I don't know if, if, if what you've done in life is the worst possible thing that you can think of. And you think, I'm not worthy of his love. I want you to know that every single one of you have a chance to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. I'm going to go ahead and call the band back up. I'm getting ready to wrap it up. I've got one more point to make for you guys today. Last thing I want to say to you guys today is you know, oftentimes we go through life, and if you, if if any of you have ever noticed, we have this, this schedule that we stick to. It's a daily routine of things that we do every day. For me, it's it's going to school. It's I wake up every morning, I get ready, I go to school. School ends. Lately, I've been going to meeting after meeting after meeting, um, and then I finally get home at like 12:30 at night and sleep two hours. Um, we don't worry about that though. Um, And so this is, we all have a schedule that we're so stuck on. And you know what, every day in the schedule, as we walk by and we walk through, we see people who are upset, who are worried, who are depressed, who aren't talking to anyone. And you know what, have you ever stopped to think that maybe they are this way because they're not part of your schedule? Because they're not part of anyone's schedule? No one takes time to step out and see how they're doing. I want to tell you a friend of mine. had dinner with him a few weeks ago. And, and we were talking. And we hadn't talked in a long time. And we just had a moment to catch up. And it was just me and him. And I asked him, and this is all you have to do in life to reach someone. I asked him, how are you doing? He said, I'm doing good. I said, no. How are you actually doing? Because any time you ask someone in life how they're doing, and they say they're doing good, it, it's, it's a generated response. It's what we say as humans. Because as humans, we get so busy in the schedule that we don't want to have time to explain what's going on in our lives, to explain the hardships that we go through. So, it's fine. I'm fine. Everything's good. And so I asked him, no, how are you really doing? And he began to cry. And he began to tell me everything that, he was going, that was going on in his life and all the depression and all the guilt and everything that he was facing. And the reason why he was facing this is because he was doing it alone. Because he wasn't part of anyone's schedule in life. And I was able to tell him, no, you're not going through anything alone. Number one, I'm walking with you. But number two, you stand with Jesus Christ. And if Christ and if God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for you, who can be against you? So I want to encourage you guys, as you go out today, as you meet new people, as you see people who may not be living the best possible life, think, are they part of my schedule? Are they part of anyone's schedule? Number two, the wheelbarrow. If you're carrying shame, regrets, sin, hatefulness, resentment towards someone in your life, guys. I want to encourage you today. It's not worth it to have it. You need to give it to Christ. And you need to remember that whatever that sin and that shame was that you don't want to share, it's someone else's message of hope, of happiness, of glory to hear for them to know who Jesus Christ is. And that's how you proclaim the gospel is by sharing that you're not perfect. Because none of us are perfect. And you know what? If you act like you are, you need to stop right now. Because this is not the place to act like you are perfect. Because we come here to be with the Lord. And to learn more about the Lord. Because you know, if we were perfect in every way, we don't need God. But we need God. We need a Savior in our lives. So I encourage you. Go out. Share that message with people. Let them know they are loved. And that they are needed in life. They can do something. Make them a part of your schedule and you don't know what they're going to become, it all starts with, hey, how's it going? I just want to pray over us real fast. God, I just thank you for what you're doing in our lives. I thank you for what you're going to do after we leave this church building, God. I ask that whenever we leave, when we're at lunch today, when we're shopping, God, when we're going home, that we encounter someone that we've never met before, that we can share the gospel and proclaimly and, and lovingly proclaim who you are in our lives and what you have done to save us and to bring us through it. And God, I pray that we share our message of hopelessness and not knowing what to do and show how you've turned that around and you've made it a message of hope and of glory and of happiness. In your name, God, I ask that you boldly send us out and you let us share who you are. Amen. God, I guys, I thank you guys for letting me be here to be able to preach with you today. Thank you. I, uh, thank you. We're going to, we're going to go back into a time of worship and I really want to encourage you guys to take a moment to dig into this music and listen to what God might be telling you today and pray and see who you may need to talk to, who you may need to impact in your life. Thank you guys.